So Utah thinks that they're guaranteed a Big 12 championship win in 2024. And to be honest with you, this schedule is stupid easy. I don't they they've lucked out. I mean, ha, who else but Utah? Can we can we build anybody? At the, this is Locked On Big 12. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On Utes and Locked On Big 12 your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube and wherever you may get your podcast. If this is your first time listening to either of our show, make sure you like and subscribe. We love interacting with all of you, not just in the YouTube comments, but on social media where you can follow both of our shows on X. Today's episode of Locked On Utes and Locked On Big 12 is brought to you by FanDuel. You can make every moment more. New customers can join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. My name is JT Wister, still former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. Excited to be joined by Drake Toll of Locked On Big 12. And Drake, the Big 12 schedule for Utah is out and it's a doozy. Yeah, honestly, JT, as we look at the contenders in the Big 12 and Utah is certainly one of those that those are the schedules I circle. Who are those five, six? Right. Shocking that I would say that probably Utah Utes fans out there locked on Utes fans. I know. I know me lauding Utah Uh, looking at at the contenders in the league, the five, six teams that I believe can win a Big 12 championship. Utah being at the forefront of that, honestly, in my opinion, I was upset that this schedule is so inconsistent that there is that nature of home road, home road. There's no way to get into a groove for Utah. But if this was a first-year head coach like a Brent Brennan at Arizona, I think that becomes a much bigger struggle for Mm -hmm. Kyle Whittingham and a team that's got enough back. Guys who have done this before, I don't think that's as big of a concern as it could be for other programs. I still like where Utah is, despite the funky nature of how this thing is set up. Yeah, it's definitely got some weird stuff. You know, BYU not on rivalry weekend. Uh, Your two biggest games of the season are the first two to open Big 12 play or open officially Big 12 play since the Baylor game is technically a non-conference. It's one of those weird things as well. And, you know, before we completely dive into this, I want to give a little shout out to Drake because he was on another show in which they did a draft. And you did draft Utah as set up best for long-term success Mm -hmm. in the Big 12. So I want to make sure all the Locked On do listeners do hear that as well. And I promise you guys that you can go out there and find the clip on social media. It does exist. Drake calls it as he sees it. And that's why I'm excited to hear how he calls and sees the first three games of Utah's season because, of course, Drake, you used to host Locked On yeah. Baylor. I, of course, have Utah starting 3-0. Do I think Baylor can still make things challenging a little bit against Utah? Sure, but also, you're going to hear me talk about this a few times throughout this podcast. The only team that's come in and beaten Kyle Whittingham and Utah at home in, inside Rice Eagle Stadium in the last – since 2018 – is Bo Nix's Oregon. That's a, like a yeah. top five team. It's hard to come into the altitude with the loud fan base and everything. I know every fan base is loud, but like you can hear Kirk Herbstreit literally goes to one of the loudest venues in college football. Like, it's not easy to play in Utah. And Baylor is still, of course, a little down right now. And Utah also plays Southern Utah and Utah State in that stretch. I have the Utes starting the season 3-0. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked by this. If you are a Big 12 fan out there that's a fan of of Texas Tech or a fan of TCU, a fan of Baylor, and you're looking at a team that you needed to watch in the first three games to learn something, I don't think Utah is one of those. I don't think we're going to see anything out of Utah against Southern Utah or Utah State that will show me, oh, yeah, this team is legit. And I think Baylor is bad enough. They have shown through the recruiting side of things through going three and nine last year that if Utah doesn't 
can't blow out Baylor at home. It's that point that I start to look at the Utes and say, oh, how will they adjust the Big 12? However, of these three games, it's not like you see have Oklahoma State that's playing Arkansas early on. Yeah. Hey, that's going to show you more than Utah mm-hmm. hosting Baylor. Those first three should be a cakewalk, even though there's a conference opponent buried in there. I just, if I'm a fan of somebody else, I, one, if I'm a fan of Utah, I don't see how you don't go 3-0. If I'm a fan of somebody else, you can brush over these three games because we're not going to learn anything until that fourth game against Oklahoma State. And, man, are we going to learn something, and not just the fourth, but yeah. the fifth as well. Before- oh, by the way, by the way, Utah fans, yeah. that's a good thing. The fact that we're not going to learn anything in the first three games shows that you're good enough that you should roll over these three opponents. We didn't learn anything about Michigan before their first three games of the, even through their first three games of the season, because they played absolute nobody's even uh-huh. worse than like the likes of even a Baylor like that. They went on to yeah. win a national championship. Not, of course, not saying Utah's going to do that, but it is just one of those things as well. Just because we can't learn anything doesn't mean they're not in that good position. But like I said, the next two games after, I said before the schedule even came out, I was most curious to see outside of yeah, BYU because of the rivalry, but the toughest two games on Utah's schedule, in my opinion, are still the game at Oklahoma State is for sure number one. And then the mm-hmm. game against Arizona, I still have as number two. I look, those are really difficult games. And they're your first two to open conference play. I think that's diff- It's very difficult. Um. But I think this Utah team's up for the task. I actually think Utah's going to start the season 2-0. and And before everyone gets all mad and brings out the pitchforks and everything like that, I just don't like the matchup for Oklahoma State against Utah. This is an Oklahoma State team that last year lost to Iowa State, South Alabama, UCF, the UCF loss in particular. I know the South Alabama loss happened earlier in the season. And then they figured things out. Utah also earlier in the season. I, I just don't see Kyle Whittingham's team starting 0-1 in their first Big 12 game. And also, when you're talking about a guy in Allen Bowman last year, he finished yeah 15 touchdowns, but 14 interceptions. I can't ignore that. When I have the last time Cam Rising was healthy, 26 touchdowns, eight, interse- eight interceptions. And yes, I obviously respect the strong rushing attack that they have, but there's a problem. The Utah run defense was incredible last year and almost everyone's back outside of one defensive end. I can just say words like incredible and you're like, well, that's just your opinion. They were top five country run defense. They were absolutely phenomenal up front. I think they have a good chance to stop the run up front of this Oklahoma State team. And good luck. The Arizona one, we can dive into that a little more in a second, but I'll just, once again, it's the, I like Fafita, but they've lost pieces because of the transfer portal. It's mm-hmm. the first home opening game of Big 12 play for Utah. And that's where I also like this Utah's team's chance. So I do have Utah starting the season 5-0 and going into the bye, getting two monster Big 12 wins early. Here, here's what I struggle with, JT. And I know we're going to go through the entire schedule. I, I don't want to give off my entire thesis too early, but I also don't want to bury it. If I look at Utah's schedule, I don't see a game on paper per ESPN's FPI that the Utes will not be favored in. Their road matchups against Oklahoma State, that's the maybe the one that you will say, all right, fine, the Cowboys could be the favorite in that game. But the home matchups, Utah has the edge in that, playing multiple teams like TCU, BYU you who didn't do, didn't go to a bowl game uh, and Iowa State who lost to Memphis had a lackluster a lackluster portion of their year inconsistent year you look at in Arizona who who are they what's their identity without Jed Fish then you look at the road games and at Houston that's a first year head coach at Arizona State they suck at Colorado we saw them go four and eight and underachieve last year and then at UCF I think could be a sneaky game right now if we we do circle that Oklahoma State game 
JT, at some point, like I, I have Utah going 10 and 2, right? I built that out okay. on the schedule 10 and 2 and going to a Big 12 championship game. They're my favorite to win the Big 12 championship right now, but I don't think anybody gets out of Big 12 play without one loss, maybe two losses. It doesn't mean Agreed. Utah's bad, but I've already made the case on this show. Utah has shown they can lose two or three games and still win conference championships. That's kind of what Kyle Whittingham does. I still think that happens in the Big 12, but at some point, like if they're favored in all these games, where do I pick the upset? That to me shows that out of Oklahoma State and Arizona at home, I do think B, I do think Utah, excuse me, loses one of those games. I do yeah. think Utah loses one of those games because that's kind of a cop out. But I just struggle to find anywhere else that the Utes will will truly have an awful time at Oklahoma State. You get acclimated if it's a night game. Ollie Gordon to me, Oklahoma State seems like the team that mm-hmm. beats this Utah squad, but still finishes eight and four, seven and five. Has a disappointing year coming off of last year's big, big success. Yeah, you are absolutely right. I can't, every year we do this with teams, right? Where it's like they shouldn't lose this game, yeah. like their favorite here. Like, how would it happen? And they lose. Like, that's yeah. absolutely the thing. And I also agree. Like, if you're telling me, like, what's the most likely game that Utah would lose? I would say the Oklahoma State game. I just Probably. like that matchup as I kind of listed. That's right now why I'm leaning towards Utah. And the mm-hmm. same thing with this slightly depleted Arizona team. You already mentioned. We both have now mentioned some of the changes that they're already going through. New head coach and all yeah. the things that they're going to have to navigate. Plus, just Rice Eccles Stadium is going to be rocking. It'll be rocking all year, but especially yeah. that first night. And because it's rocking in that type of atmosphere, you see teams make uncharacteristic mistakes and performances. When UCLA went up there last year. And uh, mm-hmm. yes, Arizona's and all both those offenses gonna be a lot better than UCLA, but they scored seven points. That was it. Same thing. Florida was abysmal early to start. Like that's just the, there is tangible evidence that these things happen inside of Rice Eccles Stadium. But it's gonna be interesting to see Utah every year with Cam Rising under center has lost a big game on the road. The biggest game on the road by far, to your point. Oklahoma State. So I'm very excited to see how it all goes down when Big 12 play gets underway. And man, what a marquee matchup for it to get underway. Hopefully, if Oklahoma State especially can get take care of business against Arkansas, you're yep. talking about a game that could have big implications for like ESPN or wherever time slot it could get listed. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see where it goes. And I'm very curious to then see whether it is Utah stumbling in one of those games as you have it, or as I have it, them being 5-0 and at that point. How are yep. they going to finish in their final seven games? Because we both said there's a really good chance they could go 7-0. and So are they actually going to be able to do it that's what we're going to discuss in one moment but first want to talk to all of you about one of the sponsors of today's episode of locked on Utes in our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook and happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel America's number one sportsbook if you're like me Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch grabbing your favorite football snacks and placing some super bets FanDuel has so many ways you can end your season with a W or two, or maybe even three. Not only can you bet on who will win the win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which player will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers can join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. You can make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Drake, we still got a week till the Super Bowl. I'm leaning towards the Chiefs right now. Would you have a lean for it? One million dollars on the Kansas City Chiefs. Book it. <laughs> it's hard to go against Patrick Mahomes and what he's doing. Hey, a battle of both former Big 12 quarterbacks, though. Love it. Another battle of Big 12 quarterbacks. This has been like four out of the last six years. Big 12 quarterbacks have been starring out. You're right. Uh, Jalen Hurts as well. I, for, I thought Alabama at first was my first inclination, but yeah, he had the best year at Oklahoma. So I, I definitely agree, I yep. agree with that, too. But uh, if you guys want to get on the uh, action, make sure you head over to FanDuel Sportsbook today. 
Alrighty. Then you look at the rest of the schedule. So Utah will have their bye after that Arizona game. Mm-hmm. They will then they have a little three game stretch where they take uh, they go to Arizona State, then they host TCU, then they go to Houston. I didn't mention this yet in the show, but I've done another episode on it completely. Twenty four seven sports put out their easiest schedules in college football. Utah was in the top five, and it's because yeah. of that light road schedule we've already talked about too. Arizona State just like still trying to get their footing there. Utah beat them. I think it was like fifty five to three, or maybe fifty five to seven, like something like that at home last year. Shouldn't be that bad on the road, but they're just not in that position yet. Same thing, obviously with Houston, they're not up to that footing there. And I mean, TCU wasn't even bowl eligible last year. So once again, yeah. like, how am I supposed to say they'll come into Rice Eccles Stadium and beat a Utah team that does? doesn't lose at home. I have Utah going three and zero in the stretch. Yeah, I'll, I'll preface this TCU matchup with okay. with the the way the schedule falls for the Utes. You go September fourteenth at Utah State, then you go on the road to Oklahoma State, then you have Arizona at home, a bye, and you're on the road again against Arizona State. That is four out of out of five weeks where you're on the road or Good you point. Don't have a game, and that that's funky. That you have one home game. Point. In a five-week stretch, meaning, and I think that Arizona State game, I'm just, I'm not going to question it. I don't think yeah. that's going to be an issue for Utah. So I'm going to brush past that when I get to the TCU game. The comfortability of being back in Rice Eccles Stadium is going to benefit you. This is mm-hmm. a good home game to have October 19th. Yes. Now we're getting colder weather. It feels like football. Yeah. Utah at this point is a one-loss team or an undefeated team for certain. I mean, I like I, I, I all of my money is on yeah. that. Just at the ease of schedule yeah. very early on, and mm-hmm. with that. They're a top 10 team. They're at least a top 15 team, likely in that 10 range because they'll be favored in the preseason. TCU, they're going to figure it out. I I think TCU might finish eight and four, nine and three this year and vie for a Big 12 championship. But one of those three or four losses will be at Rice Eccles Stadium on October 19th. I don't think TCU has has the... Barring injury, of course, which goes unsaid because that can throw everything for a loop. Utah fans learned that good and well this year. Barring significant injury, I think Utah is still at least a 10-point favorite over TCU. Yeah, I agree. And I think you make a great point, too, just on how this TCU team should get trending back in the right direction this season. And if that was a road road game down in Fort Worth, that's where I would be a a little more nervous about it as well. So then Utah comes off the bye. And if we look at the rest of the slate ahead, then that's where you get the BYU game. It's going to be great to have the rivalry game back. That is already Utah's. I have the ESPN thing up, so you get to see the the pricing for the oh, did, I, did I skip both- Houston? Did I skip Houston, by the way? Yeah, that I chalked that up as an easy win, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, We're down. We I have do. four games left, and, and Utah's walked to seven and one. What even is that? Exactly. Oh. That's yeah. It's, it's it's crazy. That's where Utah lucked out with the schedule. Um, but even what I'm saying, BYU, it's by far their most expensive ticket. So there's a lot of excitement yeah. to have this rivalry back. But and this is another one where like if it's in Provo, I feel a little better about it. And then like I know it's not that's not a weather thing because they play in the same state. But there's something about having the crowd getting rowdy on third yeah. down all that, and you know fans get really fired up for this rivalry too. So I do think that this is one that um, I like. You're making some interesting faces right now. You want to jump in on the BYU one drink? <laughs> Gosh, this these last four games, I and and you might be shocked to know, I think that the three toughest on the schedule for Utah will be on the road against Oklahoma State. I'm going to go at UCF, and I think that home game against BYU because of the pomp and circumstance becomes one okay. that could be a trap game. Um, yeah. And then maybe even like I, I'm just I'm at this point I'm digging, I'm digging, I am taking what I know about the Big Twelve, which is most years your number one, number two team will lose a stupid game. We'll have something where you go, well, that 
makes no sense. And that's a one. A two is Kyle Whittingham does the same thing. There's always that one game or at least one where it's a big matchup. Maybe it's a seven point spread and Utah finds a way to get upset. Um, Hence why he's had these two, three, four loss seasons that have still been wildly successful. So as I'm digging, you know, even we're talking BYU, I am digging here to see ah, which one of these could Utah trip up in. And it's just so tough to bet against the Utes in any of these. Mm-hmm. You know, it absolutely is. And it's once again, like you said, those reasons, like I don't feel like they're going to slip up much. I actually don't have them going seven and other finish the season. I do have them beating BYU. I like them against Iowa state. And you're right. That's a long way to go against UCF, but I just feel like with what's on the line at that moment for them, because they should be in such a strong position to make the Pac-12 mm-hmm. championship. I just don't see it. And I know it didn't work out great last time Utah went out to Florida, but traveling out to Florida in December is a lot better yeah. Yeah. Or excuse me, late November is a lot better than late August, which is the last time Utah made it there. But for the exact reason you have talked about, Drake, teams just you don't see teams go undefeated in college football. It's so mm-hmm. rare. It's so hard. Utah couldn't even do it back in 2019 when they were really good. They lost at USC. And that was such a weird loss. It was actually Keaton Slovis who just played for BYU this last year. But yeah. I was like, how did that happen? Like, it's weird. It doesn't make much sense. But matchups were key in that game. The receivers for the Trojans, I was like Michael Pittman Jr. was there. I think Drake London was there at the time. Like they went off. They had a huge game. And obviously Slovis played well too. And that's the one thing with Utah still. I like what they've done retooling the secondary. But I think an elite quarterback will have a chance to make some Um, plays. And there is one quarterback in the Big 12 in particular that I think has a really good shot to not just be a Heisman contender, but honestly be the first overall pick in the 2025 draft. And I know it sounds a little crazy, but I'm very high on Shador Sanders. I think he's really good. And once again, Utah should not lose to Colorado. It should yeah. happen. They're the better overall team. But there's no question in my mind, as much as I like Cam Rising, that Shador Sanders is the best quarterback on the field. If everyone's healthy for them, it's at Colorado. They can make some big, crazy plays. I actually, if, when I look at the schedule, I'm like, where's the loss for Utah? That's right now where I'm going to say it comes. I'm going to take Colorado and what would be wow. a crazy upset because of a great Shador Sanders performance. And once again, like who are the last couple of quarterbacks who have beaten Utah? You're talking about a DJU. You're talking about a Bo Nix. You're talking about a Michael Penix. Even Fafita, as I already mentioned, in Arizona on the road still. And that's the key. Those were on the road outside of Bo Nix. But Cam Rising didn't even play Bo Nix last year when he did play him two years ago, lost to him. I'm going to take Shador Sanders. So that will be my one loss. I have Utah going 11 and one. You have Utah going 11 and one and losing to a seven and five team. That is maniacal. Yes. My friend, yeah, you, yeah. Colorado is not going to be 12. Hey, that's that's all I've heard about the big 12, right? That is the big 12. That's why I think that Utah ends up losing to Oklahoma state and UCF. And you go, Utah's mm-hmm. not going to lose to UCF. And you're exactly right. That that's why they're losing to UCF in my book. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't make any, it doesn't, that should be the last game. And there's all, to me, we get to that last weekend and think, all right, Utah's already clinched an appearance in the big 12 championship. I like the sound of that. Knowing that Utah is going to knowing that, Utah with a Big 12 championship win is going to the college football playoff no matter what because of the new format, the 6 plus 6 to the 5 plus 7. I don't think Utah takes the gas off the brakes a little bit, but then you start to talk about what it's like in the NFL when these teams clinch. Yeah. And they, they don't have to give all the juice that last week. I don't think Kyle Whittingham's that guy, but it's in the psyche of a 20-year-old. Hey, we don't yes. have to take care of business this week. All we have to do is win next week and we clear. We're good. So a road trip to Florida against a UCF team that might finish seven and five, eight and four and be pesky. I can see Utah losing and still winning a big 12 championship. That's where I have Utah going 10 and two. And to your point, Drake, we saw a lot of teams like 
when their season, when they were in that kind of like a strong, like I said, Utah's case in strong position or other teams this year, especially like if they had coaches fired or like, just it got to that point in the year where they were eligible, yeah. like they just yeah. gave in. I, I like Gus Malzahn, Malzahn as a head coach, excuse me. And I also like KJ Jefferson. Like if you're telling me that Utah needs that game and KJ Jefferson at home, like outplayed Cam Rising, like KJ Jefferson's good. Like that's not that yeah. crazy oh, thing yeah. to me. So like I can see, I could still see a loss in that one as well. I think that is one of the tougher games. I liked when you, when you went through the games, I would have Arizona somewhere in that toughest slate that you kind of listed, but then being at home is what does once again, make it really tough. Um, and I, and the rivalry implications on BYU will make it interesting too, but uh, it is going to be interesting to see what kind of the first year holds for Utah in the big 12, but yeah. based on how it all played out, we had Utah in the big 12 championship game. So I want to talk about what it could look like for them if they make it, and if they actually able to seal the deal and win their new conference in their first year in one moment. But first want to talk to all of you about another sponsor of our episode of locked on Utes today. It's our friends at UCCU. Learn and earn the UCCU mobile banking app that pays your entire family to learn about money. Kids look to parents to become more financially literate. Parents don't always know the answers. Learn and earn breaks down financial topics into fun, bite-sized educational games like quizzes and trivia. Every time a family member completes a topic, they earn points that can occur and can be redeemed for gift cards to stores like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and more. There is age-appropriate content for every member of the family who can compete against each other and track their progress on leaderboards. Learn and earn is inside the UCCU mobile banking app, so play it anytime, anywhere. The more you play, the more you learn. And the more you learn, the more you earn. Learn and earn part of UCCU's award-winning Be Money Smart Youth Banking Program, helping kids, teens, and parents have fun while becoming more financially literate together. UCCU, love where you bank. Drake, based on what we have both highlighted, Utah will have an opportunity, if they make the Big 12 championship, to win the Big 12 and have a very good chance. Actually, excuse me, they won the conference, so they're hosting a college football playoff game, which is crazy to say out loud that that's like yeah. what Utah can do, but it's very much so on the table because of the talent they return. And as we said, well, the schedule definitely helps. Like you don't see games at Kansas, at Kansas state where you're like, I know they got all this back, but it makes it tough too. So I like Utah's odds to do it. I, I'd love to hear your thoughts on more on who you think the other opponent's going to be, yeah. but I do. I like this Utah team. And as of right now, I'm going to say, yes, they win the Big 12 in their first year because Cam Rising in championship games. And there's a lot of guys on this Utah team. They have over seven guys on both sides of the ball that have played meaningful snaps in one of at least one of, if not both of their championship games. I like the experience. I'll roll with the veterans. I trust in Kyle Whittingham to bring home another conference championship, this time in Big 12 fashion. Yeah, let's talk about this. Let's go game by game, rapid fire from yours truly of games that Utah will be favored. Southern Utah, yes. Baylor, yes. Utah State, yes. Oklahoma State, coin flip. Arizona, yes. Arizona State, yes. At home against TCU, yes. At Houston, yes. Against BYU at home, yes. At Colorado, yes. Have you noticed a trend against Iowa State at home? Yes. At UCF, Utah will be favored in 11 out of 12 games at the very least. And, mm-hmm. and to say that is to say this is the easiest schedule in the Big 12. This is possibly the best roster. It's, yeah. it's, it's still going to be tough to tell because I don't know that the second transfer window is going to open up. Things can change. Mm-hmm. I don't True. know if they'll change dramatically enough for somebody to usurp Utah from that role, from that spot. Uh, but nobody else is looking at 11 games, maybe even 12, where they are going to be favored this season. I still think Utah loses two games somewhere in there because that's what the Big 12 is. That's the parody of this conference. But in today's college football, where the winner of the league gets an automatic bid to the playoff, 
All Utah has to do is get to the conference championship game. And to be honest with you, JT, that's kind of what Utah was in those Pac-12 championship years. All we have to do is get to that game and go win it. If we can just book our ticket to conference championship weekend, then the destiny is in our hands. Now that gets even bigger with the college football playoff being a factor for Utah. 10 and two is enough to get you into the big 12 championship. And don't be shocked. Another team that I think has a top three, top five at the very least roster in this 16 team big 12 is Kansas. And their schedule too is fairly favorable. When I start thinking some of the best quarterbacks in this league, we already mentioned Shadur Sanders, how good he is. Mm -hmm. You got Dan, Daniels at Kansas to uh, even a sneaky KJ Jefferson at UCF. Yes. What, what could he bring you? Um, and there is a, a, we've, we've mentioned Garrett Green and what Garrett Green gives and Noah Fafita. And obviously Utah is in a bright spot in the quarterback position. I just I think it's going to it's going to be one of those teams with an elite quarterback mm-hmm. advice to the yeah. conference title. Utah and Kansas are both in that conversation of those categories. They have easy enough schedules to get there. I, I really do favor Utah and Kansas just practically. Like if I could, if I just, what is the, the obvious practical on paper, this is how it should be. Utah and Kansas. I like it. I like it a lot. I think it'd be fun. It's still crazy that, uh, you know, Lance like staying oh, at Kansas. Dude, yeah. Like I still can't like yeah. turning down Washington. Like, no, I'm staying at Kansas. Like that shows you how much he believes in this group, in this team. And I would be totally down for Utah versus Kansas in the big 12 championship game. I think that would be awesome. Hey, look, 2007 wasn't that long ago. Like people freak yeah. out. So like Kansas in the Big 12 championship, it has happened before. We have had Kansas be good at the football thing. Uh, and that one was a flash in the pan. This Kansas team, Lance Leipold, they're not a flash in the pan. They have, they have, they have the best offense in the Big 12 next season. Maybe Colorado is in that conversation. Need to see what their O-line looks like. Kansas, though, oh, dude, that it that's humming. It's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be so much fun to watch. I'm sure there's a number of you who are listening to me from the Big 12 side of things who are like, this Utah guy is full of crap. But Drake, I don't know about you. I just get excited looking at these schedules, seeing them coming out, knowing we're so close to the first season of the new look Big 12. I think it's Mm -hmm. going to be a blast no matter what plays out. Yeah, and I told you a couple months ago, JT, I think we talked even before, I think this was in August, when you said, you know, will Utah win the Big 12 championship in year one? And I said no, and I still... I, I, I think I said no at the time, too, because I didn't think Cam was coming back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and I can't confidently say yes. I can't confidently say yes to any team until we get to give me August 1st. And I'll tell you that, yes, this team will. That that word will. Who will win the Big 12 championship? And that is August 1st. I'll come on right back here and tell you Utah will or won't. Uh, I'll, I'll have my horse picked by then, hopefully. Yeah. And I still, I mean, it's not by virtue of anything that's wrong with Utah. Just it, mm-hmm. we need, this is so, these conversations are so preliminary, which is healthy to have, right? This is great dialogue for a team in such a good spot. But give it a few months. A lot of things can change. I don't think they will. Right now, Utah's in the mm-hmm. one slot for me. They got a great, they've got a, a, as good a shot as anybody and maybe even a little bit better. To your point about not being absolute on it, how long was Texas supposed to be back before they finally broke through? And twelve won? years, twelve exactly. years. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's crazy how long it can take, and it's a grind. Utah's the roster, but it's another thing to actually go out there and do it. Can't wait to see how it all plays out. Drake, always appreciate you coming on, and appreciate all of you for tuning into this locked on Utes and locked on Big Twelve crossover. Drake, great stuff as always. Good pleasure. That's going to do it for today's crossover, but we'll be back with you all soon talking more things Utah and Big 12 in the near future.